is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, 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 the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your host, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go! Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where it is time for a Seahawks Week 15 news roundup and chat, plus a more detailed preview than we usually do on this, on this day, I can't speak, of the San Francisco 49ers game. Maybe that's because I'm terrified and that's why I lost the ability to talk. Mm. Before that, though, we have exciting Seahawks news. Kenneth Walker fully practicing after he jammed his ankle. Carol said on Sunday after the, the defeat that this was an old injury that he's been uh, managed in the past, suffered in the past. But amazing that he's back. Now, we'll get into the rest of the Seahawks injuries, but Ty, Seattle needs Walker in the backfield after what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they need someone that can at least do a little bit of damage with the ball in their hands out of the backfield because, like, it was clear that they didn't really trust the guys that they had to uh, produce. And obviously, they got into a 17 to nothing hole and were playing from behind the entire game. And so the run game on Sunday against the Panthers was more or less non existent. So uh, if you're going to beat the 49ers, you're going to need a run game. And so we're uh, going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show but uh yeah now maddie before we get into our topics today you know christmas is right around the corner and well hang I'm, on well i thought we were in the topics what's this christmas segue are you plugging I, something i i won't no i'm just i i, I wanted to know mm. what you would like for christmas what you would like father christmas to bring you this holiday season um uh... All I want for Christmas, Ty, mm. is you, Chen and Nwosu, to sack Jimmy Garoppolo. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, uh, no, no. Trey Lance. No. Not Trey Lance. Um, <laughs> Purdy. Oh, my God. Maybe... Someone actually donated. Wow. We got a, we got a super chat from Devo. Says, let's go, Devo. Let's let's go, let's go. go. See, that's that's what I wanted for Christmas was a super chat from Devo, and there we go. I got it. Father Christmas or Santa Claus has uh has blessed us all. What a moment! Thanks, Devo. Appreciate it. Um, thank you, Devo. So, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, maybe not Brock Purdy. All I want for Christmas is you, Chen and Nuosu, to sack whoever is the 49ers quarterback 100 times, which I think if... Could Seattle's defense find a way to still lose if they got 100 sacks? You'd hope not. You mm. would hope not. I would like for the Seahawks' run defense to play well. Actually, not just... They don't even need to play well. Just play average in this yeah. game. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need, and that is for Seattle's run defense to defend. Yeah, that would yeah. be preferable. That would be nice. So let's talk about that. Maddie. Okay, Ty, you just you're just skipping over my really exciting injuries report segment. All right, let's talk injuries first. Let's talk injuries first. You, you, you all right? All right, shoot. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna back up. I think we just read it out. DJ Dallas did not practice ankle. Al mm. Woods did not practice Achilles. Trey Brown did not practice illness. Kyle Fuller did not practice non-injury related. Ryan Neal did not practice knee. Joey Blunt limited in practice back. Full participation in practice. Bruce Irvin, Kenneth Walker, Quandre Diggs, shoulder. Questionable for the game, DJ Dallas, ankle, Ryan Neal, knee, Al Woods, Achilles, Joey Blunt, back, Trey Brown, illness. Are you done? Yes, I think we should make that a weekly thing. It was very exciting, did you not think? <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I think this so, should be a mainstay of the Wednesday shows from here so on So in England, we have this thing called the classified football results, or we used to, mm -hmm. on the BBC. Uh -huh. And the bloke who did it was 
you know, he was, he had an excellent style where you could sort of anticipate the result from his inflection before. So it'd be like, you know, Atkinson Stanley zero, Mm. whoever they were playing zero. Mm. And then, but if it was a big game, he'd be like six and be like zero. Now, unfortunately, (laughs) I think he turned out to be a, um, so, oh, oh no yeah, that really kind of killed it but you know well that just took a turn that it did yeah um yeah no we should definitely make this a mainstay of every wednesday show from here on out so you mm-hmm. also have to go over the no you didn't go over the 49ers injury report oh, so. oh would you like me to do that <laughs> yeah let's do that let's do that <laughs> okay here we go Oof. You ready? You ready, guys? It's time a lot of pressure. for everyone's favorite segment. So obviously, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Um, Kevin Givens is out. This is not. This is not how you did it last time. <laughs> okay, Kevin Givens out knee. Tavarius Moore out knee. Hassan Ridgeway out pectoral. Debo Samuel out ankle knee. Samuel Womack out concussion. Full practice, Eric Armstead, foot, ankle. Limited practice, Kerry Hyder Jr., revenge game, ankle. Full practice, Christian McCaffrey, knee. He was limited in practice with revenge game? He was, yeah. It's wild. I guess he was so, like, into it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was limited in practice on Monday and Tuesday. Really? Already? Already? Um, And then uh, Brock Purdy, limited in practice, oblique rib. Mm. Ambry Thomas ankle limited in practice. This is all Wednesday's practice reports. Now, yeah. Ty, they're obviously missing a lot of insignificant guys. However, McCaffrey being full practice, Purdy is listed as questionable, but it sounds like you know he's going to play. He's dealing with an oblique and a rib thing. They still have enough weapons to cause Seattle problems you know juice checks fully healthy as far as we know so is mm-hmm. George Kittle we know what their run game can do whoever is the running back along with McCaffrey and they use Brandon Ayuk on sweeps even if uh, you know Samuel's out so Seattle given like you know it's quite easy to go down their injury report and go oh well Al Woods the guy who left the game on last Sunday and then they got ran all over you know, an Achilles. Like, I don't think yeah. he should be. If he's sore, he's fully rested. Like, I don't think it's good to. You know, whenever I think of sore Achilles, I think of that terrible Durant uh, scene when. Yeah. He and Toronto. It. Yeah, because yeah. he, he, he knew he knew that was sore as well. Like, yeah. Afterwards. Or or Sherm. How Sherm's career in Seattle ended? Like, yeah. I wonder if he did he. What's the history on that? Did he know? Was he playing through it? Or yeah, I think I think he had a I think he had a sore Achilles or something going on, or sore ankle or something leading up to that week, and then it just finally went on him that game in Arizona. So yeah, um, yeah. So you know, Debo not playing in this game does take away an element of what San Francisco likes to do in the run game, but still they have McCaffrey. and you know they're still going to do the sweep stuff with with IUK like you mentioned, and you know they do a bunch of weird stuff, right? So we'll we'll get into that. It's still going to be a really difficult matchup for uh, the Seahawks team, which again could be missing out Woods. Uh, this is a different run game than the last time the Seahawks saw them, of course, because they didn't have McCaffrey and they did have Debo, and they were mostly using I think Jeff Wilson right in that game. Um, so. Yeah, but mm. we'll, uh, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see how the Seahawks approach this. It's just, it's hard to feel uh, any sort of um, optimism here after what happened <laughs> against Vegas and then uh, Carolina. Yes, and Tampa Bay and um... Tampa Bay. I mean, mm, even even the Rams, even the even the Rams, a little bit like receiver yeah. runs, like yeah, yeah, receiver runs, yeah, yeah, against the Rams, yeah. Mm. Okay, so I mean, we've already talked about Walker being back, but the depth behind him still patchy with Dallas not practicing. I guess Homer, you know, 
would be the backup role. But if Walker can fully go, that does solve a lot of issues there. And then yeah. safety, I'd suspect that T's table will be the guy up. Um, Abram played a few snaps as well um, last uh, last Sunday on defense. If I get mm. up the snap count, table played two snaps. Abram played four snaps. Obviously, Josh Jones is now on IR. So right. if if Neil can't go, we're going to see a bit of a, a shake-up there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not really much to glean from either one of those performances because they had so few snaps. It's just such a small no. sample size. But What I would say is uh, Abram's more of a box hitter against mm-hmm. this kind of team. You Maybe you want that. Also, yeah. it's worth acknowledging that Neil kind of is a play through as much as possible kind of dude it seems like he's kind of said as much in the past so yeah so i assume that you've watched some 49ers since purdy's come in correct so a tiny bit yeah so it's pretty much the same thing as what they were doing with jimmy right nothing's really changed no yeah yeah it's it's a very similar thing now obviously i haven't i'm not a fortune Niners expert but yeah, it's very mm-hmm. similar, and Shanahan's very good at making it friendly on the quarterback. Purdy also has traits. Like, this is a revenge game for Jordan Brooks, because when when Texas Tech played Iowa State, Purdy shook Brooks out his cleats. Like, he is Ooh. sneaky mobile, you know. Surprisingly well, that's, effective. That's, that, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim ran first one in, last one out. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those guys, huh? Deceptive speed. Yeah, deceptive. Um which uh that sucks too right because like now you have a running element from the quarterback fun love dealing with that as well so yeah yeah, no it's um it's not looking great and purdy's making some throws too right like it's not just you know it's like i'm sure a lot of it is like you know um making life easy on the quarterback etc but like i've seen a couple thursdays man it's actually pretty impressive yeah yeah, he can he can actually throw. Like they're legit thinking after his what one and a half games that he could be the answer quarterback. Like <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and Shanahan is so good at running the football that like maybe, you know, like <laughs> so. Uh but the other thing going into this is with the Walker being with Walker being back. And, you know, the 49ers run game and how creative they are in that and just the system that they've built up over the time. The Seahawks have 598 fewer rushing yards than their opponents since week 10, which is the worst differential in the league. Meanwhile, over that same time frame, the 49ers have 459 more rushing yards than their opponent, the best differential in the league. Uh... So that really does kind of accentuate the the difference between these teams in the rushing attack and how rushing the football, which was an emphasis for Seattle against Carolina, one that they failed in on both sides of the ball, really, defending the run and running the ball. They need to get it right. They need to get it right. Now, it says a lot about this game when kind of the main hope is, one, they're wearing action green and navy blue action green they've lost in once they may, may have never lost in it no they they lost to the rams last year the russ game where russ got hurt oh no, yeah, it doesn't finger. count doesn't count yeah no and that was in the with the navy blue pants right no they went no. back to all green last year or ah. no, no no maybe it was maybe it was no because they went back to all green for the first game against the broncos so maybe that was the first time they went back to it in a couple of years. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so they've lost in it once, but they've got a very good record in it. So mm-hmm. that's good. And it yeah. reminds me of apple and blackcurrant sweets or candy, as you guys would say, which are also very tasty, but you wouldn't know what blackcurrant tastes like because it's illegal or used to be. Oh, a what now? A blackcurrant. Blackcurrant. Not familiar. See, so we have our Skittles in the UK are blackcurrant flavored, not they don't have the grape flavor. Oh, which is a big W because the grape flavor Skittles are trash. Mm. Owned, yeah. So take that, America. Sit down, people who like the grape Skittles. 
Uh-huh. You just yep. got roasted. Yeah, Marshall Lynch. I, yeah, you want to talk about it? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, firstly, good uniform vibes. Are you a fan of the, the action green? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I dig the action green. I like them better with the, the navy pants. How do you feel about that? How, do you like green pants or, or navy pants with the action green? Well, when I'm walking around the house, I think I prefer the, the navy sort of okay. nicer but when when i pop out to the shops or something i think i go with the action green the full the full combo just mm-hmm. so i don't you know i stand out it's dark outside now at night which is usually when i go shopping i want to be visible to traffic, you go out full you know. out, full uniform yeah cleats yeah, too full, full kit uh so cleats is a complicated one because obviously you know if you're walking down like on the sidewalk or as i'd say pavement you don't mm. really want to. You don't need cleats. That's unnecessary. So I usually just stick with like yeah, action then, green. Then it wouldn't be accurate, though. True, and I do wear the helmet. So true. Yeah, Glo- gloves too. Little little shooter sleeve. No, no, no. I I wear um I wear a tape like mm. a linebacker. You know. Oh, okay. Pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just normal stuff, really. No gloves. Um, tape around the fingers. Yeah, no gloves. I don't know why I said like a linebacker, like or like a lineman. Like you should definitely be wearing gloves in the trenches. Anyway. Mm. Five the other adventure I... says they're three and zero with blue pants. So there you go. Oh, great research. Thank you. Imagine, imagine if we put that in. Mm. So three and zero in the action green with blue pants. Seems like they've worn it twice against Minnesota, which might be why. Anyway. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um what was the so other time? I don't know. Aside from the uniform though, Ty. The Seahawks, when they're in this position where they're playing a nine and four team, mm-hmm. they're kind of been wrote off by everyone, including us. Mm-hmm. They have a kind of habit of pulling it out of the bag. Like they play a lot better than you expect. They come, they turn up, it's not a disaster, and they play close and even win. Like the peak yeah. example of that for me is that time they went into New England a bit oh, bound yeah. up in 2016, yeah. I think it was, and they just mm-hmm. like they dominated on it was a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been countless other occasions as kind of the hallmark of a peak how team. So I mean, that is very copy, that statement. But who knows? Who knows? They still have a lot of talent, I think, on both sides of the football this season. I just think it's not quite coming together. And they've they've regressed from that midpoint of the season. This is, the, as we said, put up or shut up. This is the moment. Like, these yeah. four games, forget the NFC West. Make the playoffs, see what happens. But to make the playoffs, they need to win pretty much every game. Yeah. And so who better to do it against than the 49ers? Get them back closer to the pack in the NFC West. Their schedule is not the easiest. Just start winning again. Start playing complete football now on both sides of the ball and, and playing well against the run and running the ball in a more effective uh, manner that allows you to do it more often. You know, Start playing defense that allows you to get ahead and then uh, run the ball a bit more often to stay balanced. Start doing all those good things. If they don't do that, then they won't make the playoffs, and yeah. that'll be that. And so, what could have been, like, if they lose, they're seven and seven. Then you really kind of have to win every game. Like, yeah, you kind of you don't like technically, but you kind of still control your own destiny. And they just go and win. Just prove it. Just win, baby. You know. So yeah, um, you know, I've written them off. You've written them off, but. I guess you could say that they ain't right back though. So, yes, very good, very good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, uh, they they like the def- like the defense has to get it together, right? Because like I said on Sunday, the the offense right now just has very little you know margin for error. So you know, basically, they're at a point now where, uh, as an offense, they basically have to play perfectly. In order for them to win games and it's just like that's just not going to happen every week especially against a defense like the 49ers so this is like this ultimately falls on the defense if the seahawks have a chance to win this game it falls on 
the defense actually being again just average just be average please yeah that being said though ty this 49ers defense is very scary now the first time these two sides met it obviously sparked that comment from carol that they needed to something along the lines of they needed to let gino go like let him be a player because they really were quite conservative they didn't push the ball down the field that much they hadn't fully unlocked their passing game since that point obviously gino went off against detroit for instance and it seems like they're using the whole playbook like and game planning around like for gino being a great passer which he has been from the pocket so that's a a different variable to the first time these sides met nevertheless the 49ers they're not even like amazing on the back end but their front seven fred warner is obviously incredible at covering the kind of intermediate beaters of the coverages that they run the past defenses that they run Dre Greenlaw has an impressive range and then up front they're so viciously penetrating they play upfield they get off the football stop tie they um Bosa is obviously Bosa Armstead is a joke of three technique in the positive sense if you don't understand my English vernacular and then they just get these role players who just do great stuff. Givens actually being out would be a big miss because he's been impressive on their at defensive mm. tackle. But like I did a video on how um, they shut down Tua for Underdog Fantasy. Check it out on YouTube. Mm. And they weren't even that like Tua missed some stuff like downfield. The, the Dolphins didn't connect on some openings downfield, which Seattle, by the way, should study the tape of that. Mm. But like the front seven just allows them to just get away with things and impose absolute stress on opposing quarterbacks. Like Tua was going through it. <laughs> he was going through it and they barely could run the ball. Like they only ran the ball, I think 10 times in Miami and what was a very close game game state wise, like mm. Seattle can't let the game be like that. And yet you kind of think it will be like that. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's very difficult. The defense is real, and you've got to admire what Demico Ryan's is doing. He's got to be a head coach down the line. Uh, it's, it would be ridiculous if he's not. And yeah, it's it's admirable how Shanahan, for all it's fun to call him like a Kendall Roy type, but you have to admire how he has kept that team together through all of that quarterback adversity. And they're going to probably win the NFC West, and they're probably going to go deep into the playoffs because they've got a defense they've got a run game and purdy mania so hopefully seattle can beat them but again so if shanahan is kindle roy does that make pete logan roy maybe maybe i i don't like the idea of pete as logan yeah no it's not a great comp just no. to, to be fair yeah i mean they're both old um and that's about where the comps end yeah 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 okay so shall we shall we try the the film the film segment of this time yeah let's let's do a film segment here film segment film segment. film segment film segment all right um how do you want to do we didn't talk about this, this, this is this is really cool Okay. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So a big thing in Seattle's defense is they are running this two-four-five front. So mm-hmm. Uchenna Nwosu is an outside linebacker. Bruce Servin is an outside linebacker. That's two of the four. Cody Barton's an inside linebacker. That's Jordan Brooks, who's an inside linebacker. So that's the four. Now the two part is the two interior defensive tackles. Okay. Mm. Now, this play sticks out to me against Carolina. Let's just play it through, see what happens. Let's play it through, see what happens. Playing it through and seeing yeah. what happens. Bang. It is being played get through. Gashed. Mm. And that was a third and two, which uh, was unfortunate because Seattle really needs to get off the field. The Panthers mm. end up scoring a touchdown on this drive, and this is straight up like bad execution of assignments and so when you hear jordan brooks say yo we you know it's not it's not to do the the fronts it's not to do the scheme we just need to get off blocks and make the tackles this is kind of the thing he's talking about 
So let's take you through the run fit of how Seattle is making this work. Seeing as we don't have a film segment technically this week, we well Sunday, but anyway. So Uchenna Nwosu has this gap, what we'd call the C gap. Brian Monet has this gap, what we'd call the A gap. LJ Collier has this gap, what we'd call the B gap. And Bruce Irvin has this gap, what we'd call the E gap. Now, not the E gap, the D gap. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Maddie, who's got the B gap over there between Nwosu and is that Monet? That's yes. Monet, right? So, yeah. Ryan Neal has the B gap here because Seattle's playing cover three, weak mm. sky. What well, they'd, they'd call it cover nine, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because they've got a safety coming down, they've got enough people in the box to play one gap for the one guy in the backfield, okay? So, uh, Barton has the other A gap. Brooks has this C gap, okay? So, everyone has a gap. Now, however, this tight end, which we'll get to as I as I raise, 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 this is great software. Damn. This tight end here mm-hmm. is aligned off the football. And also, look how tight he is. He's not like lined mm-hmm. up here. He's lined up super tight to this guard, right? Mm-hmm. Tackle. Because he's lined up... Yes, thank you. I'm still learning football. Because he's lined up to this tackle like this, off the ball, he can therefore go across the formation, which is that gap that he represents, the block, mm-hmm. moving sides. And so while Seattle can play one back, one gap, they need to be aware of this guy. And you can see, actually, what... uh, Oh, no, I don't want to do that. What happens here is if you watch Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton was trying to make sure that Ryan Neal knew he had this gap before, and Jordan Brooks then points out this guy is coming across the formation. So how do you play it if this guy goes across the formation? Well, oh, Matty's still learning the software. Right. (laughs) Well, what you simply do is you fall back your gap. So as he goes across, right, Mm -hmm. Yeah. he was creating... A D gap over here, but the D mm-hmm. gap is now over here. So Neil, rather than playing in the B gap, he falls back to the next open gap. So he basically becomes the force defender. He plays off Nawosu, right? Okay. Barton, rather than being in here, he falls back his gap and plays up in here. Okay. Let's do an arrow. And then because Brooks's C gap has disappeared over here, he can come across and he can play in the A gap here. Okay. So. So Monet still plays the A? Yes. The D, nothing changes for the D line other okay. than this guy here might want to spill the ball. So okay. as, we, uh, as we play this through... If I could get, how do I do slow mo? I won't try it. I'll work out slow mo another time. As we uh, slow down, you can see mm-hmm. Brooks has seen this guy's coming across. He points out to Barton. So Barton falls back into the B gap. You can see Neil here. He's not going in the B gap. Neil here. He's falling back to this gap. Cody's playing off Monet. He's going to fall back into this gap. But Brooks, even though he noticed it, has stayed super, super front side on this play. He mm. hasn't moved. He's still in this. He's in the same gap as yeah. LJ Collier, which is bad because his gap is more sort of here. So if we play it through a bit more. Barton is in his gap, as is correct. Mm-hmm. Neil's in his gap. Nwosu's played heavy because he knows Neil's coming outside in it. 
This guy's sort of lost in the, the mix, the guy coming across the formation. Mo we'll get to Monet, but Brooks is super wide, which means this centre can just come right up out to him, and his gap is, is just wide. So the, the gap between him and the running back is super wide. So right. if we if we play it through. Brooks has sought he could have been about here. Yeah. And and the center could have taken him on here, and that would have really lessened the gap. Now if we just watch that through again, if we watch uh, Jordan Brooks, it's so weird because he sees that the, the ball is going out there, mm -hmm. but he doesn't, I don't know why he doesn't fall back more. Watch where, he's, watch where he starts. Yeah. And then yes. as the guy goes across, he sees it, but he doesn't fall back. So this is his gap up in here. If we just mark yeah. this spot down here. and then... He hasn't moved. He doesn't move back, so it gets really, really wide up in there. Hmm. And he, he, this is basic play. Now, it's technically not hitting up Brooks's gap. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh no! Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Oh no! Matty, no! <laughs> I clicked the wrong thing. I think. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No! Oh no! No! It's on this drive, I think. There it is. Okay. Right. That's technically not on Brooks, right? Because yeah. it's still hitting up Monet's gap. Oh my gosh, it's come back. Right. No. No. I'm so bad at this. Okay, here we go. Like and subscribe. Okay. <laughs> right. So. Monet is playing a technique, what we'd call a two-eye, or Seattle, their coaches might call it a two-tech. Mm -hmm. But rather than play on the outside shoulder of the center, which is what Seattle did in the past, right, when they were playing cover three sky and nickel, you can, uh, Kobe Bryant's off the screen. But rather than play that, he is playing on the inside shoulder of the guard, which we call a two-eye. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that affect Seattle? Well, if I'm a one technique, I'm on the outside shoulder of the center. I'm looking to take a six-inch power step forwards and knock the crap out of him while being mm -hmm. responsible for the A-gap. Now, that's called a power step. However, Seattle, when they're playing a two-eye technique or on the inside shoulder of any lineman, looks to take more of a six-inch lateral step forwards. Uh, sorry, six-inch lateral step and mirror the release of their their guy in front of them, their primary key. Gotcha. So if we watch Monet here, his, his foot is going to come sort of lateral and he's going to go wherever this guy goes, looking to get his hands on him still, but it's more of a gap and a half or kind of two-gapping technique. Mm. You see how that foot is very flat to the ground? Yeah. It didn't go forwards, and he's really trying to mirror this guy. Now, where Mona gets into problems is he he's really struggling with this, is that he out-leverages himself for the, his A-gap. Like, he still has a gap responsibility, but... He's in his head-up position, and he fails to get off the block in time. This is his gap. He's in this head-up position, and he does not get off the block in time as the running back hits up his gap, which is also really wide because of Brooks's play that we talked about. Gotcha. So what's he supposed to do in that situation, then? How, well, does, uh, how does that not happen? He needs to, firstly... The running back, and this is something Seattle will talk about, is a pre-snap indicator that the running back is here, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. it's a shotgun formation, and so the running back is most likely to take the ball and carry it this way. So even with this mirror-stepping technique, which is done, by the way, and we'll get to why, but it keeps these linebackers clean a bit. Mm -hmm. 
But even when they're playing one tech, uh, Seattle kept these guys clean. But I'll talk about the 2i in a second, why they do it. But what he should do is knock this guy back, but then see, well, it's a zone one-on-one block. Mm-hmm. I need to shed this and get into the backfield uh, or just get off my block quicker. But instead, he doesn't recognize the running time and he gets far too head up in his initial knockback, even with the flink. You know, he should know the run is going to his right. Right. And because of that, the run hits right up his gap. He gets look how head up he gets here because he's, he's mirror stepping, mm-hmm. but then he almost gets to the left. Um, and he right. loses the block. And then this guy's hitting this downhill hard. Brooks hasn't fallen back and it okay. just hits right up in there. He reaches out an arm but misses it. Okay. So why would you play a two-eye technique? Well, rather than a one technique, so rather than being on the, the outside shoulder of the center here, right, you're on the inside shoulder of the guard, the one technique um, doesn't keep the safety clean because the guard has a free release, okay? But the two-eye technique is a kind of slower-playing, mirror-stepping style that keeps the safety clean. So the reason why, like, Sean Desai, for instance, in Chicago loved this technique as well, because if you're holding a too-high safety structure, which Seattle isn't really here, but their defense is kind of predicated on doing that, at least when they could stop the run or thought they could. When you're holding a too-high safety structure, or even playing, like, cover two, for instance, or uh, cover six, quarter, quarter, half, Mm -hmm. this guy buys the quarter safety time to make the fit. It buys him the time to hold his two eye and come play down because he's playing that kind of heavy mirror stepping. I could, uh, my primary gaps here, but I could also, I'm going to accidentally draw an inappropriate object, I think, or (laughs) I can win into the C gap late if uh, the B gap late, if the ball declares there. Right. Mm -hmm. So he buys time for the two high safety structure. Seattle would do this when they played cover three buzz with Cam Chancellor because Cam was coming from too high down and he was coming into an interior uh, hook. What I don't understand is why Seattle, when they're already struggling to stop the run, is playing like this because it just wastes the advantage of... uh, Oh, as my light dies. It wastes the advantage of them playing a one-high safety... Uh, 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 you know, one high safety defense because this guy ain't mm. really holding a two high disguise. He comes down first right. because they're worried about stopping the run. Okay. If Monet was playing a one technique, one, he'd be more aggressive. He'd take a forward step, knock the crap out the center. Two, Brooks is just has a clean release uh, through into the backfield and he can, he can pull his trigger. He can fire downhill a, a lot more confidently and it, it's these philosophical differences of like you play this two eye really when you're trying to cheat the math and you're playing a middle field open two high cover two cover four cover six world that Desai Fangio likes right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they do it in when they've already got this guy, he's not holding a two eye disguise. He's coming down to the outside. No one needs to be bought extra time. We should just go out and play. Like we sh- mm-hmm. we should just fire downhill. Like. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it's it's the one Monet's technique is poor. Like he should know the running backs offset. Right. I need I don't I can kind of cheat this a bit more. And I two Brooks messes up, but by not falling back more and letting his A gap get super wide. So like both A gaps are just wide as heck. He's basically yeah. in the B in the B gap as well. But on top of that. I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, like, if you're going to try and... Don't be surprised if if we see this guy move back more to playing one technique and when Seattle runs his front because they can't stop the run. Um, but, yeah, I'll keep you updated on that. Cool. Uh, does anyone have any questions for Maddie on this before we move on in the chat? Let us know. Um, uh, there are a couple of other things that... Uh, I do want us to get to though before we hop off, but uh, let us know if you guys have any questions. Um, so sticking uh, with scheme stuff here, mm. 
uh, Richard Sherman um, on, I believe it was on his podcast, correct? Uh, was talking about Kyle Shanahan. Um, he was asked about Kyle Shanahan and what makes him so unique. And he talked about a um, how Shanahan can basically break the rules of your defense. And he did that when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons with Dan Quinn as the uh, head coach in 2016 when the Falcons beat the uh, Seahawks in uh in seattle uh and sherm specifically talked about this touchdown pass to levine toilolo in that game that he basically attributes as the the rule breaking play in that game it's what made him blow up on the sidelines uh with uh, chris richard during that game as well i believe right mm-hmm. um so uh you kind of explained uh that on twitter already but i was kind of hoping that you would uh talk about it a little bit here on the show as well and what oh, Sherm wow. was talking we're about gonna, we're gonna tie people out Ty mm. um so that was interesting as well because I knew Griff had tweeted about that but the play he tweeted out it didn't really make sense as an explanation for Sherman blowing up but I think it was more the and Griff could speak to his best than me because I know he's watched that game more recently but it was more that Rashad and uh Dan I think was Dan Quinn still the DC? No, no. Quinn, Quinn was the head coach of the Falcons in that game. With yes, Shanahan and that's what. Yes, yeah. that's the link. That's why Sherm. Yes, of course. Stupid. Um, yeah, it was more the um, Richard, the the DC at the time. He was trying to disguise man as zone and zone as man, and and really layer it up. It was a great kind of chess match between the two coordinators. And what happened was, on the first one, I think Sherman just got like the wrong call in. But this, where, and that was up. Then the sideline blow up followed. But the second one, essentially, Sherman, like Dan Quinn and Shanahan, knew that they'd play more of like a man technique uh, and run with Julio running an outside release slant with Sherman, and then they ran two tight ends up into the area that Sherman would have normally covered in a deep third. Um, Because Seattle pressed uh, or played man techniques on single receivers. So a single receiver being a single wide receiver with two tight ends on the same side, that's still a single receiver in their rules. And so after that point, I think what Seattle did was they, if they saw that kind of thing where you had one receiver and two tight ends on the same side of the field, they'd just say, hey, we're going to play zone principles to that. Um, We're going to play zebra or as I'd say zebra third, where we zone midpoint and we don't play it like man or like man except shallow. And then we look for work afterwards. We uh, actually just play like pure zone where we look at the tight ends um, and play with our butt to the sideline. Gotcha. All right. So um, do you uh, want to do our, do you want to do, uh, are you done with the Seahawks? Cause that there is some Seahawks related news. There is some Seahawks related news. It's our favorite segment of the week, right, Matthew? It is. It is. Mm. It is. Although it's it's quite it's getting a bit miserable. Like I, this, if I was this a Denver one is, fan, this I, one's a bit unfortunate. This week one, uh, this week segment is a little unfortunate, considering the uh, the circumstances of uh, one Russell Wilson right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, so we we talked about this on Sunday, but like Russ, he obviously got concussed. Uh, he left the game with it, did not return. He had a massive bruise on his forehead, and we said he needs to one. He's playing recklessly already. He's pressing. I believe uh, Griff uh, highlighted that. Yeah. We would yeah. agree. And two, he needs to be protected from himself moving forward. Uh, and realistically, like the con- all the concussion stuff I've read and guidelines is that. You know, you should like have a month out, like the, the at least like the the NFL is already pretty loose with with concussions, and like you, you still have yeah. weird stuff like um that Patriots game where a Patriots wide receiver was like visibly like concussed. The broadcast picked oh, up on yeah. it. Nelson Aguilar had to step in and be like, he is not right. It, um, and Devonta the concussion Parker. spotter didn't see it. Yeah, it was Devonta yeah. Parker. Thank you. Yeah. So that you still have all that kind of stuff going on. Now, like Russ, who left the game with a concussion, had a visible bruise on his head, was out cold, like 
and you had like this horrid uh, broadcast zooming in on him with the lights gone out, and you could just see what had gone on. Like, yeah. The guy's been knocked out because he's face planted, landed on the crown of his head. Looked awful. Yeah. Um, he's now uh, he practiced today. Uh, it wasn't full practice, but he's running around outdoors in a helmet and pat and shoulder pads, and it's just it's crazy to me that the that's allowed to happen. Like it's yeah. disturbing, actually disturbing. Beyond the oh, isn't it great that Seattle is going to get like a you know at least a top five pick, maybe even higher. Currently at uh, second overall, but I I think that may dip. Uh, but anyway, it's just ridiculous that that um, yeah. that Wilson's allowed and it, in, and it like, doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to happen. They just got eliminated on Sunday. He does not need to play in any more of these games. And like, right? I get it's, not, it. it's not even like um. Yeah, like, I mean, it shouldn't happen, but you know how competitive coaches are, and I'm sure yeah. it has happened in the past where, you know, hey, we're, we've got the Super Bowl on the line, I got concussed, but I'm, we're going to cheat the system. Like, that's obviously wrong, um, yeah. at, but, like, it's there's a competitive element to it. Right, but, yeah. But, like, this is this is just nonsense. Like, it's, it's nonsense on so many levels. I actually think, like, the NFL should start stepping in and going, hey, no, nah, you, you know what, it's not in your hands, there's no protocol... Yeah. Uh, for the first week, you know, you're out, yeah. you're done, you're done out here. Um, because you know, you hear all these stories of players saying, like, yeah, I knew how to cheat the protocol, like, it's not that difficult, like, there's di- there's ways to get around it. Like, you don't think, you don't think, like, a, a veteran quarterback with uh, a lot of resources knows similar uh, tricks anyway, he's out cold, like, it's right, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous, it's, yeah, it's no, absolutely he... ridiculous. Yeah, no, he, no matter how many like you know nano bubbles or um you know whatever chamber there is, just no. Like, it should not well, be- I mean, he he has Wolverine blood, Maddie. So true, true. But like, j- j- as much as it's fun to poke uh, fun at Wilson's comments on concussions in the past and weird medical cures, like, yeah. and like, it's sad. Like, I I'm concerned. Like, just don't. Same. It should not be a thing. So same. Yeah, absolutely. It's <sighs> it's gross. It's really gross. Um. Like the the like you said the the zoom in on his face when it happened was disturbing. Uh, he was out. He was not on this planet at that moment. And you know, even when he got up and he walked to the sideline, like he looked wobbly. He did not look like he should be in any. Like he shouldn't be within five hundred feet of a football field. Like, dude should not be playing football right now. And again, they're eliminated. They're done. He does not like. I get there's, you know, football players just have that competitive nature, right? That it doesn't matter what the record is, what the situation is. A lot of guys, especially Russell, you know, want to play. But there's nothing to gain here, man. There really isn't. Just shut it down. This is like the same thing last year with the finger uh, thing. Like he should not have come back that early. Like just shut it down, man. Because, like, what you're really doing here, and really all he's doing, I mean, it doesn't really matter for the team at this point because, like, they can't get to the playoffs and they don't really have a, you know, they don't have draft picks to really care about their positioning either. So that doesn't really matter. But, you know, he um, he's not going to accomplish anything with this. He's just, he's not. Like, it's just, there's nothing to gain here. There's nothing to really lose here either. Let's move on shut it down get on to next year and also i think that he's been dealing with some other stuff as well right like i you know he's been dealing with that uh what was it a hamstring or something like that earlier on in the season he had a a shoulder thing that he was dealing with like and he's probably still dealing with those you know ailments and probably some others that we don't know about on top of all of this and it's just it doesn't like again it's just it's not worth it it's not like there's no difference in brett ripon starting the next four games than there is for russ well yeah and and to me as well it does come down to like russ is obviously hyper competitive it's irresponsible (laughs) of the broncos coaching staff to not uh have a they have a duty of care for the player they should if you're the organization yeah you need to step in here too because he's the guy that you just invested all this money into and if he goes out there and he gets significantly worse like beyond the human incentive and the coaching duty of care incentive there's a financial incentive like don't wreck your the the asset that you've invested all this money in and 
then also, if you're the NFL, if you're going to let this happen, like this, this is ridiculous. Uh, they yeah. they're still not serious enough about it. But um, yeah. In fact, on on that sh- on that subject of concussions, they're playing the Cardinals this week, right? Uh, they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I I have a I have a plug I want to plug, but I can't I can't remember the uh. Let me get the name. Another classic Colt McCoy versus Russell Wilson battle. Yeah, and honestly, I I watched uh, the Cardinals. Unfortunately, the versus the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Holy mother of rubbish! They were absolutely garbage. Like yeah, they they, they coached that that game and played mm. that game as though they intentionally lost like it was embarrassingly bad that that was awful football from both teams in prime time cliff's got to go man <laughs> i like. i mean today today big nfc west news ty mm-hmm. uh steve Kime. oh yeah have you seen yes yeah, steve Kime has uh stepped away from the the Cardinals, um, they haven't disclosed why it's an indefinite health-related leave of absence on the team. So um, they basically need a new general manager. Obviously, Kime had been extended through to the something-something season. Mm-hmm. Um, 2027, I think it was, along with Cliff. Like, I, you wonder as well, like, did Bidwell have, like, a can he? Does he have the cash flow? I don't know what his financial. I'm sure he's doing right, but um, yeah, I don't, I'm not uh, giving sympathy for one of the billionaire owners. But you know, can he? Can he? Uh... You bootlicker. Yeah, true, true. Um, can he afford to you know get rid of clean house? And obviously, the yeah. other big news of the Cardinals right now is, uh, yeah, that Colt McCoy being the quarterback because Kyler Murray tore his ACL and like. There's a discussion they'll be having in the front office, whoever becomes the GM, of do we move on from Kyler uh, dead money-wise? Like, do we just have a complete reset of how much of a mess this is? I'm sure they won't do that, but they'll they'll have a discussion about it. Um, the The article I wanted to plug was... Um, I can't find the bloody author. Ah, there we go. It's it was uh, Ollie Connolly's the read optional, which is an excellent Substack. But it was uh, written by Rachel Hearn. Um, why the NFL should be concerned about an Australian concussion crisis, but uh, th- they have also written um, articles on other concussion topics. So I'd really mm. r- recommend checking out Rachel Hearn on concussions. See, they are doing a PhD uh, in CTE rehabilitation. So. They know their stuff, but that was a read I read at the start of the season. It was like, whoa, um, okay. So, anyway, that's that's yeah. rather than me waffling about concussions, reader expert. It's, I don't know, maybe this is an ignorant statement, but like, I feel like the concussions are more obvious this year than in years past. Like, mm. when a guy gets up, like, like Tua looked really bad. Russ looked really bad. Devontae Parker's looked really bad. Like where it's just so obvious, like as soon as it happens. I feel like sometimes when mm. guys have gotten knocked out on TV, it doesn't look it hasn't looked as obvious as that as, as it has this year with some you of You think guys. maybe the broadcast is showing it like yeah, maybe more than they would. Yeah. I mean, like, heck, I, 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 I just mean, I... I can't I can't remember a time where I saw a guy look like Tua on the field. Now I don't watch every single. Well, that game was and that, that was but... horrid, wasn't it? Yeah, he, yeah, that was really horrid. And then, yeah. I mean, the way that was handled, yeah, awful. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh well, right. Ty, we we did our preview of the Forty Niners game, but we we didn't do a prediction. So I mm. guess Ty, now it's your time to shine because usually mm. it's Griffin and I who do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, would you like to know? I I often give Griffin the gambling information because mm. Las Vegas is quite good at the the whole prediction business, and okay, other yeah. bookmakers are too. Mm-hmm. So Ty, 
Would you like to know that, or are you, are you going to go in blind? Uh, give it to me. I want to hear it. I'll give it to you. The money line. Can you can you read it off like the injury report though? That's quite difficult. I'll try though. Mm. Against the spread, 49ers minus 3.5. Over underline 43. Mm. If the Seahawks win this game, it's gonna be under 43. You think? You don't think Gino can purdy purdy out there? Passing equals scoring. Which equals high scores. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, silly me not listening to the analytics here. Um, Stupid boy. I I, I I know what your prediction is going to be, or I should say that I have a, a sneaky suspicion of what your. Uh, there's the De Niro face. Yeah. Do I have you? The, do I have you? a suspicion of, of what the score prediction might be. Like, oh, you sneaky chap. I'm going to go. He's going to go, guys. I'm going to go for a weird one here. I'm going to go 25. Oh, you're so weird. To 23. Oh, a narrow Seahawks. Loss. Oh, wow. A two-point win in Santa Clara, except it's in Seattle. Seattle. Amazing action green right, does it Maddie. again. That is suitably uh funky, very freaky jeeky, very seahawky on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was actually I've already said this on the podcast. If you've heard me say this before, apologies and also respect. It the the person who tells me what podcast I mentioned this on will win a prize because mm. no one's gonna tell me. But I was actually at the first action green. Kalawash game tie. I was oh, there yeah. for history. You 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 mentioned this on an episode. I, I got ah, but what episode? One. You could win a prize tie. Oh, as the oh. producer, you um probably should know, buddy. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw. I'm just gonna throw one out there. Um. Whoa 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 whoa! John Robinson. We're about to get our joints ran. This oh. much homerism coming from the most schematically sound YouTubers in the game. John, I just call John. it how I see it. You know, John, when I, that's, when I put... that's not very optimistic of you, John. Yeah, John, also, um, we, we actually said that Seattle was screwed earlier. But for yeah. this part of the show, I, I have a... Yeah, you maybe, maybe you're new to the podcast, John, but... Uh, Johnny, but um, I actually, uh, I actually always uh, no. I predict the games as I see it, and I yeah. see this game as a thirty-one to seven Seahawks win. John, if that makes me a homer, so be it. I'm just an analyzing off the scheme, as you said. It's true. It's true. He's collected the data. He's grinded the tape. My my algorithm. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Maddie scale, it just lined up thirty-one to seven. I've crunched the numbers. That's so, right. You have so, Ty. Do you have crunchy chocolate bars in the US? Like, are they called crunchy? And they're like, yeah, like a is a is a type of chocolate bar in the UK. Uh, no. I mean, like we have candy bars or like chocolate bars that are crunchy, but there isn't one that is called. So, oh well, there's crunch. There's a crunch bar. No, 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 no. No, no. So, a crunchy chocolate bar is a beautiful thing. It comes mm. in a gold and I think it's purple on it. That's so mad. I don't know. It's it's like purple tips with gold mane and then red font. I think. Okay. And it is chocolate with honeycomb in the middle. Mm. Um, and it's very good. However, it is made by a company called Cadbury's. Mm. And I, Cadbury's, I'm familiar with it, Cadbury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet you yeah. are, you American. Because what happened to Cadbury's was they were producing lovely English chocolates mm. in mm-hmm. the UK in a place called Bourneville. 
Mm. Then, uh, through some mechanism, they were sold uh, to Kraft, mm. the American conglomerate, which yeah. um, is owned by the Patriots owner. And since that point, Cadbury's quality has got much sweeter and much more American tasting mm. and it's trash. What, what? How would you define American tasting? Uh, the, the taste of oh, American? American chocolate is awful. Like mm. absolutely awful. Like you know a Hershey bar? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not a not a Hershey now, guy? Now don't get me wrong, guys. I obviously quite like you know, your culture. You, you know, the American mm. American stuff. But sure. chocolate wise, nah. You, 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 there's something going wrong. The only thing I like is the hat I'm wearing. Mm. I do like a Reese's. The the, the draft starts in mobile cups. Yeah, and that's yeah. great as well because when you're there, you I might go this year. Do you think I should go? Just Dude, do it. Yeah, go, go, yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, when you're there, you get just like loads for free. Well, I think they're free. Maybe when I return, the uh, Mobile Police Department will be like, Mister mm. Brown, you you have uh, you've stolen. Uh, you've stolen twenty ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Of Reese's peanut butter cups. You sick man! You sicko! Where'd you put them all? Well, thank you, you're you, more. Yeah. You're more. You're more of a sicko because you said Reese's. Yeah, no, that was me uh, code switching. Oh, okay, all right. In the in the South Thai, a lot of them say Reese's. Them, I'm, those I'm southern aware. people. I'm aware. My my mom is from Tennessee, and she says Reese's. That's so cool. Yeah. Go Vols. Go Vols. Yep. She's also a Titans fan. If you've ever tried Almond Rocker, say thank you. I haven't tried it. Almond Rocker. Uh, Aero Bar and Flake for the Wing, Chris Rude. You know what? That's a good shout. Have you ever had an Aero? Uh, I have had an Aero Bar, yes. Oh, but I bet you it's not an American version, right? Well, Canadian version. So that's right. Yeah, I'm a you know, Canada the good, boy now. The good Canada chocolate is uh, I think you have that like Swiss one. The the one that's like really popular here is like Lint, like Lindor. Oh, you have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have that. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have like Lint stores Little and balls. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas time. It's oh yeah, you're here. like you're plugging that too, huh? Yeah. 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 Is lint in America? Probably not, right? Like too too nice. The chocolate I, is so bad. I think so, but like I don't remember it. Be like it's I don't know. I don't. I mean, they don't have black like currant tie. Like true, true, true. They just have the nasty grape skittles. Oh, they're so bad. Honest, I will send you a pack of. Uh, British uh, British Skittles. Although we do have a problem in Britain at the moment, which is that a lot there's a sugar tax, and so a lot of things have got less sugary and less tasty um, Mm. as a consequence. I mean, less sugar is not that bad, though. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's a bold claim, Ty. Like, Mm. look at you. We're playing scientists today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, concussions, concussions, sugar. sugar. You know what's good for your body, what's not. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna give out the skin routines. You know, during the off season, all that. There you go. And uh, Chris Rude also said about flakes. Flakes are really good, flakes. although they are a Cadbury's product. But um, we have this thing tie called a ninety nine, which is an ice cream which mm. I believe used to be available for 99 pence um, and you get a flake in it. It's like a Mr. Do you mm. have Mr. Whippy? No, no. Oh, you Mr. need Whippy. Mr. Whippy. That sounds very British. <laughs> yes, yeah, very bad as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's like a soft serve ice cream, you know, out, out of a... And it's Whippy. 509 Adventures wants me to plug Built Bar, which is one of our sponsors on Locked On, but they're not one of our sponsors here, and therefore they do not get any free advertisement. Yeah, that that 509, that's a, that's a, a, like a respect that you're around here. Like, you know, we see you every time. That's messed up. 
Like you've you've pointed out that we don't have a sponsor. Like really, are you just gonna do that? Huh? Please, someone sponsor us, please. Yeah, but someone cool, someone that has like something cool to offer us. Like I'm tired of like getting sponsors where it's like here's. I don't know, you know, some boner pill or whatever. I don't care about that. Give like I want to like like why can't like a video game company sponsor us or Ty, something? I would love a boner pill. Like I'd take a boner pill right uh, well now. Then, well then, let me tell As you. Sponsor. Let me tell you about Blue Chew. No, no Ty, no, no oh. free ads, no free ads. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna yeah. get shut down. We are, we are. Uh, but hey, like a video game company or something. If you have a game coming out that you want to give to us for free, we'll take that. It would be very cool. Coffee, coffee, coffee would be had coffee before, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Elm Elm City, Elm City. No, I think I think it's just the Elm Elm Coffee, Elm Coffee Roasters. I think it was, yeah, Elm Elm Coffee Coffee Roasters. Elm Coffee, okay. I'm gonna go there. I will. We're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. You we're gonna bring Griff too. Go on, Griff. Yeah. <laughs> kind of messed up Griff hasn't been there yet, but anyway. Yeah, Griff. The hell, man. You're the only representative of Seattle Overload that actually lives in the area. You're not going to Elm Coffee? Come on, bro. Okay. Right. We'll be back tomorrow. Like the video. There's 20 people. Like the video. Yes. Like the video. We better see 20 video, likes. If the video doesn't have 52 likes, mm. I'll know. If the video doesn't have 52 likes, the Seahawks will only win 30 to 7. Yeah. I'd be very upset. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want that. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with our uh, film, not film, our live reaction Sunday film. And then we'll double up on the film and do uh, one on Thursday as well. And Ty and I will be back on Wednesday. So basically we're flip-flopping a bit, but who yeah. doesn't love a good flip-flop? I actually don't really like flip-flops. But... We're, we're not going to have a Sunday like post-game reaction for another couple of weeks here because like next week we're doing a Saturday game. We got a Saturday game. Oh, oh Christmas Eve, right? Christmas Eve. Oh, Saturday game. That could... I may have... May have had, um, you know, a few, uh, few of the, uh, the beverages, mm, the alcohols, the, the, the alcohol. I might, uh, I might have a few alcohols as well before we get on that show. So it should be a fun show. Hopefully, yeah. the Seahawks haven't fine. lost. Yeah. And it's only Patrick uh, Mahomes. yeah, yeah, no, it's only be better. And, uh, yeah, and they kick off at it's apparently at 10 a.m. There's no way. Come on, oh, put it, no. flex it. Um, on a Saturday too? Why is it at ten a.m.? Oh, absolute heathens! It's terrible for me because six p.m. my time, which means I'm eating dinner mm. and ruining my Christmas. Con- and definitely consuming the alcohols. All right, well, uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But right now, we're on to San Francisco. Now, hold on, hold on, Ties. It's Patrick Mahomes versus Gino. Because Griff's not here, I I thought, you know, with our highbrow comedy, I had to sort of up the game a bit. Yeah, I... <laughs> oh, God. Oh.